You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Look at your wife. What do you see? Is the title of this devotion. What do you see? When I look at Virginia, of course, we've been married now for over 40 years. I think she's so pretty, so beautiful. Oh, I adore that girl. She is so delightful. Her voice, I love it. Oh, I just love everything about her. She always dresses so beautiful, and she knows how to take something that isn't costly and make it look pretty. She is so delightful in how she loves our children and the value she bears and what words she uses and what words she will not use. Oh, and she is so utterly delightful in her creativity with the grandchildren and the list goes endless how she is with the church. You know, she does every year during Christmas, she does this lighting of the calendar in the church here on a Sunday morning, together with one of the young children of the church. And then the young children do something, and she does a little chat with them. Oh my goodness, I see her up there doing this, and I just, I am just, wow. She's so kind, so gracious, so good, and yet, my goodness, can she be tough? Can she be strong? You know, it's a little bit, where she comes from. She was born in Houston, Texas and raised in Fort Worth. Well, especially in the days when she was young, the culture was there is you're responsible, you're accountable, you got to have a right behavior, you got to be positive, you got to be friendly, you got to work hard. You you know, that was the culture. You got to be positive, you got to be godly. And she has this strength in her, and yet this sweetness, it is heaven. I tell you the truth, I'm grateful God gave me a Texas girl. And uh, of course, what makes her as amazing as she is, is because she's full of Jesus and full of the love of God. I tell you, when I look at her, I am sold. I've told her many times, honey, I would marry you all over again as long as I could be who I am today and don't have to start again where I was when I was young. Oh, I adore that girl. I just think she's the best. But you know, folks, that also has something to do with my heart. I didn't always see what I see today. I didn't always understand what I understand today. I didn't know what to look for until the love of God taught me. The love of God taught me to learn to love like he loves, to see what he sees. Look what it says here. Husbands, in verse 25 of Ephesians 5, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy without blemish. So husbands ought to love their wives. The first thought is this. Husband loved your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. 
The worldly mindset is that the woman has to give herself for you. That is the worldly mindset. But that's not God's mindset. Jesus did not come into this world looking for the perfect people who would come to him. No, he said he came into the world to save sinners. He came to seek and save that which is lost. It was his heart of love that made sinners feel happy in his presence, comfortable in his presence, and gladly hurt him. The Bible says that sinners gladly hurt him. And they were drawn to him. Why? Because his heart was full of love, full of compassion. My father, when he was a young man in 1942, he was walking through the streets of New York and on his way to work, he was living in New York in the United States and he was on his way to work and there was a drunkard sleeping in the gutter cuddling his empty bottle of alcohol. And when my father just looked at him for a second as he walked by, the love of God flooded him, the love of Christ flooded his heart so powerfully that he fell on his knees weeping, looking at this man. And the Lord Jesus spoke to my dad and said, John, do you know you know better than him? And Christ's love for sinners filled my father's heart and called him to become one of the great ministers of God of his age, of his days. And my father had such a love for him. On his funeral, this one man came, an old man. He said, when I was a young man, on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, I walked past your house with the flat tire of my bicycle and your father came out of the house with his Bible and his suit and tie on going to church and he said, hello young man, how are you today? He said, well, I've got a flat tire. He said, well, let's fix it. And he got out the tools and fixed my tire for him, for me. I will never forget that with his suit and tie with the Bible in his hand and while he had to go to church, he took a moment to help me fix my flat tire. You see, my father had a love for people. And that love compelled him. And it was the love of Christ. Like Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, 14, the love of Christ compels me not to live for myself. And friends, that's what we need. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself. That spirit can never cease to be there. And when that spirit stops being there, you block up the flow of love. And I know you can maybe get irritated or offended and then you don't feel to love anymore. But I want to encourage you husbands, if you're going to have a picture on your phone, like I have a picture on my phone, have a picture of your wife there or your family with your wife there, or your children or whatever. But you know, don't have a picture of your car there or of your dog. No, have a picture of your wife. And when you feel a bit ticked off about something, and that can happen in the best of marriages, look at the picture and go, you, you better stop. Like I would look at the picture of Virginia and said, Robert, you better stop it. And get yourself together, because you're going to go down if you keep being upset, let go of it, let go. My father used to say to me when I was a young boy and got ticked off at something, he said, son, let go of it, and it will let you go. Come on, you got to let go. 
And if you hold on to upsetness, it will grip a stronger hold on you than you may like. So come on, let go of it while you still can, but keep a sweet heart. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Hmm. You may say to me, well, Pastor Robert, that's easier said than done. I know, I've been there. I've been there, brothers. I've been married long enough to understand that I cannot do this by myself, and I, you cannot either. Just because I tell you to doesn't make you able, no. You gotta take scriptures like this. Look at this. Oh, how I love this. The Lord appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you again. I will build you and you shall be built. That is Jeremiah 31, verse 3 and 4. The Lord appeared of old, saying to me, I have loved you with an everlasting love. For me to be able to love like I'm talking to you about, I've got to abide in His love. My love is not strong enough, not big enough. Yes, I, I'm, I love loving because it makes me happy. When I love, I feel happy. When I, when I don't love, I, I feel unhappy. I don't like to be offended and irritated and angry. I don't like to talk bad about any person. I don't like it. I, I, I feel terrible when I've done it. I was, I was staying in a place and, 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 and we paid quite a bit of money for it and the hot water wasn't working and I was talking to the people and the way they responded, unapologetic, it ticked me off and I got real stern. I still stayed friendly, but I got real stern. And the other person got more stern, and I realized, uh-oh, I am not going to achieve anything through this. And I immediately stopped and calmed it down. Oh, I felt so terrible. I felt so terrible. I called the person back. I said, listen, I have to apologize. No, no, I understand it's frustrating. The water didn't work. No, this is not me. This, this, I feel terrible. I, I don't like this. Would you forgive me for being so stern and harsh with you? Would you please forgive me? Because i that's not me. That's not the right way for me. And so I have to apologize. Can you please forgive me? And the person was shocked and surprised and said, yes. And one, that came sweetness and friendliness. You see, Jesus gave himself for us to win us with his love, to win us with that, to win our trust. And husbands... Love your wife as Christ loved the church who gave himself for you. You can't do it unless you abide in his love. To present her to himself, a church without spot or wrinkle. Wrinkle talks, of course, about older age. There's a lot of men, and I find this sad for them, they lose interest when they get old. They lose excitement when they get old. To me, it's the other way around. I'm more in love with Virginia than ever. I mean, in love. I love her, but I'm in love. I'm crazy about her. I mean, I really get excited about her. I'm talking about friendship now. I'm not talking about sex or whatever. I'm talking about excitement, happiness, joy, appreciation. And I'm not meaning to boast myself by saying this. I'm just talking about this love when it's perfected in you, when it's matured in you. 
when it grows stronger and stronger and stronger in you, it makes you more godly in how your perspective of one another and and you present her to yourself holy and well pleasing without spot or wrinkle. It is you see no blemish. You see no blemish. When you look at your wife, what do you see? You see no blemish. That has to do with your heart. How can I have such a heart, Pastor? Because I see a lot of blemish. I, I see it, and it irritates me constantly. You need to be perfected in the Father's love. That's the secret. Your wife has changed and changed, but it's still you, you see blemish. And that has to do with your own heart. I'm not saying that she can't improve, but I tell you, Virginia can look at me and I can improve. But we are not constantly on each other, picking on each other and irritated with each other and complaining at each other. No, I don't want to live like that, and she doesn't either. So what's the answer? I'll close with it, right here. First John chapter 4, starting at verse 16. And we know, understand, recognize, and are conscious of by observation and by experience, and believe, adhere to, and put faith in, and rely on the love God cherishes for us. We know and believe in the love the Father has for us. God is love. And he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God. And God dwells and continues in him. In this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion and attains perfection within us that we may have confidence in the day of judgments with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but full-grown, complete and perfect love turns fear out of the door and expels every trace of terror. I don't want Virginia to be afraid I'm going to get angry. I don't want her to be afraid I'm going to be unkind. I want her to be open with me. Love causes people to trust and open up. Trust is what makes people open up. Anger is what makes people afraid and close us up. If you want more open enjoyment in your relationship, husband, it's the only way. It's the only way. It's the love way. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, presenting her to himself without spot or wrinkle, blameless, holy in his sight, holy in his sight, holy. What do you see when you look at your wife? Is she holy? Is she pleasing? Is she delightful? Do you get happy when you see her? Are you her best friend? Are you her companion in life? Do you work together, serve together, love together, bless together, enjoy friendship and life? That's what comes out of you, man, abiding in the love of your Heavenly Father. Look at Jesus. He loves us. He's our best friend. He's always with us and in us. He never leaves us. That is the holy love of the Father. Do we deserve that? No. But that is the beauty of love, and that's what God needs for our house and husbands. If you truly love your children, show it by how you love your wife, because when you love their wife, they want to become like you. 
And they said, Dad, I want to be just like you because they saw how you loved their mom. Now, I bless you all. Have a good day. Amen.